Hello and welcome back to the Firestarters Podcast. I am Colin here with Joe. Ricky! And today, we've got a week six recap. Let's chop it up. Everything litty, I love when it's hot. Welcome to episode 14 of the Firestarters Podcast. It is Monday, October 18th, 7.48 p.m. There we go, 7.48 p.m. I know how to do the intro. It is Monday, October 18th at 7.48 p.m. We are almost done with the first quarter of this Monday night football game between the Bills and Titans. Bills are up 3-0 at the moment. What's cracking, Joe? We had some good football this weekend. Aaron Rodgers letting the city of Chicago know what's up. <laughs> uh, we had some some bad teams over in London, as usual. As usual. And uh, some pretty surprising scores by some pretty good teams. It's very true. This is very true. Let's kick her off with the Thursday night football game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles hung around. Ended up getting it to 22-28, covering the spread, six and a half. Shout out to Philly. Jalen Hurts, Leonard Fournette. This is an interesting game. <laughs> hey, what I, what I say? Leonard Fournette. <laughs> you, you're right. I mean, you shoot. Top 10 yeah. back. Actually, so, well, technically right now he's, he's 11. But still, yeah, basically. If, if he fringe. continues on the pace, he's, yeah. he's in this offense – He's getting all of the work. Yeah, he's an RB1. That's for sure. So, like I was preaching many, many weeks ago, <laughs> to go out and get Fournette, I hope, I hope you're paying it off. This Tampa Bay offense is like the fountain of youth with Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette having vintage games, combining for 55 fantasy points. And then Tom Brady just continues to light it up week after week. And then Jalen Hurts consistently every week is going to slot in and be a QB1, regardless of the matchup, regardless of anything. He's just got the rushing floor, ended up getting two touchdowns on the ground, one through the air, only threw 115 yards, but still ends up with 25 fantasy points. It's just consistency at its finest. Yeah, t- t- too bad he doesn't really help out anyone else on that <laughs> offense unfortunately um, zach ertz played in the game uh he scored a touchdown he was four for six for 29 yards with the touchdown and then after the game he got traded to arizona so some sure funky did? stuff's going on with that as far as scoring goes around in leagues because it's like oh he played, but then now he's on this team, and he's out for this game. So does he not get points? Does he get the points? I think they've got it all sorted out by now uh, that you should be getting your 12.9 in PPR for Zach Ertz. But I like the move for both yeah. teams because yeah, Dallas absolutely. Goddard now gets all that tight end work, and Ertz gets to fill in for Mad Max in Arizona. Good trade yeah. for both teams. Win-win. For sure. We've been kind of waiting on this Zach Ertz move to see when it was going to happen, not really if it was going to happen because Dallas Goddard was such a 
such a surprise coming up behind him, even though Ertz was the main man for a while there. But great move for, for the Cardinals. He's going to be another threat in that loaded offense. Yeah, definitely. And it just it all played out kind of perfectly, you know, with Goddard being out with COVID. And then so Ertz getting the start, getting the full-time tight end looks for the game. Yep. And he he paid it off. Uh, not much else going on. <laughs> the Philly crowd just screaming every time they would run the ball. <laughs> like, was that was a pretty good, pretty good comic relief in the game. Yeah, they but, just they just cannot stand like establishing <laughs> the run. Every team in the league wants to establish the run, except for Philly. <laughs> it's just like nah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. But a team that did establish the run over in London, the Jacksonville Jaguars, given James Robinson 17 carries for 73 yards and a touchdown. As they should. Three for four through the air for 28 yards. Trevor, you look good. You look very good over over across the pond. Uh, Marvin Jones was the main beneficiary of that. But, again, Jamal Agnew getting plenty of looks. Who five for six for seven supposedly supposedly he's got db eligibility on sleeper yep so, he does so so if you're looking to the steal to steal a few points uh jacksonville is on a bye next week so unfortunately you won't be able to take advantage of that right away next week but who knows maybe in weeks to come now trevor he did look really good but should have looked a lot better had a lot of drops. Chenault had butterfingers on yeah. at least three balls that were catchable. He did miss a couple throws behind receivers, uh, but for the most part, most of the passes were catchable and just flat-out drops by his receivers, so he could have had a much better game. Uh, and then what a story about Matthew Wright. Yeah. It, <laughs> looks, Incredible. Looks like he's 16 years old, and... <laughs> <laughs> that game-winning kick <laughs> just nails. Just came yeah. in off the street two weeks ago, and he just is like had an okay game in his first one where he made no field goals, three extra points, and then a bad game his second game where he missed an extra point and a field goal, and then he comes in here, must have been feeling the vibes, the the the, the football vibes of the city. Knocks down three field goals, none more important than the game winner, and two extra points. Two 50-plus field goals. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Nothing nothing you could say, but he had ice water in his veins during this game because that was that was pretty insane. Yeah, they they saved Urban his job, that's for sure. I, I wonder if he flew back with him or if he, <laughs> if he stayed a couple days there in London. Considering yeah, they're going go on go a buy. <laughs> stayed, stayed a couple nights in the pubs, huh? <laughs> oh, man. And then on the other side, Miami elects not to take their buy after playing in London. The only team that's going to do that this year. Weird. Uh, so, <laughs> so not not going to be too high on them going into next week's games, that's for sure. Because that just yeah. sounds like a recipe for disaster. But the... They they kind of blew this game. Questionable play calling and decisions by Brian Flores. 
Yeah, this is a this is just a strange game all around. The the only positive I can bring out of it is Tua looked okay coming back from injury, but Jalen Waddle is really the story of the game. He had ten receptions on thirteen targets for seventy yards and two touchdowns. True breakout performance. The week after Kyle Pitts had his breakout performance in London. So that that's one thing you like to see, but I, you can't expect that to happen because Tua doesn't throw this many times in a game. Like 47, 47. attempts yeah. is unheard of in his, his career so far. So Just more of an outlier game than anything for yeah. Miami's offense. Again, they were just like, we're not going to use Gaskin at all. You know? Yeah. He, yep. he coughed up a fumble early in the game, and then it was they sprinkled in Ahmed and Malcolm Brown here and there, but it was it was all Tua, the offense, basically. If you could have traded Gaskin after last week, then uh, that was the best time to trade him <laughs> because that's, you're going to be getting a lot of these games. Oh, man. Yeah, I just... It's just so disappointing because there was such a good story last year. Mm-hmm. Brian Flores just, you know, was getting all the hype. They went nine and seven, winning record, and then now this year, it just just the same old Miami Dolphins. Yeah, and you got to win this game. I I know they had a lot of injuries on the defense side, like their top two corners, and I think they had a safety out as well, but. At the end of the day, it, you got to beat the Jaguars. You that's a game you have to win, and that's the let that one slip away. We thought it was going to go to OT. We were like, God, we got to watch another quarter of this garbage <laughs> game. And then uh, our our guy what's Matthew Wright, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Wright, Wright saved saves us, the day, saved us from overtime. Yeah. Oh uh, man, big game by Mike Jasicki. eight for nine hundred fifteen. Uh. Durham Smythe, got a lot guy, of g- guy you never heard of, you know, getting action. some action. <laughs> the, the tight ends, uh, Mac Collins too, got a lot of action. Waddle was like their only healthy receiver. Yep. Devontae Parker was out. Uh, Preston Williams was out. Will Fuller, of course. Will Fuller's out. out. You know, so it was basically Waddle and Albert Wilson that How are. How do they not regular. pull up Travis Fulgham? <laughs> How are they not playing Travis Fulgham in this game? Come on. <laughs> Philly zone. <laughs> zone. <laughs> but uh, Tua just, they still don't push the ball down the field with Tua. At all. That's I what mean, Jalen Waddle is supposed to be a I, deep threat. <laughs> he's yeah. fast. He's got good feet. Yet they don't try to air it out at all. He had 33 completions, and he only had 329 yards. Like, he's not even getting 10 yards per completion. That's how, That's like the Tua offense in a nutshell right there. Yeah, not a fan. But a team with a really good offense oh. got locked up by the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Ravens took it 34-6. to six. Uh Lamar didn't have that good of a game in the stat sheet, but the three-headed monster <laughs> all scored a touchdown in Baltimore. They picked him up off the waiver wire, and they're like, ooh, I know that guy. And so they all scored a touchdown. Latavius Murray had 15 PPR points, Devontae Freeman with 11, and Lev Bell with a cool eight. 
Uh, eight carries, 18 yards, and a touchdown for Lev Bell. That's an ugly stat line, <laughs> but... Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> not not a whole lot uh, going on in terms of fantasy outside of Mark Andrews, as per usual. But Rashad Bateman gets gets on the field. He had four receptions for twenty nine yards. All four of his catches were for first downs. Yes, and that and is then, exactly what you're looking for. Exactly, out of a guy like that. That's your outside possession receiver. The, the Move guy you the can sticks. Trust. Yep. And then Hollywood, again, dropped a touchdown. <laughs> I could have been looking a lot better, but this is this is what you are coming to expect with uh, good old Marquise Brown. This game really was a nightmare matchup for the Chargers. Uh, they play that light box, and the Ravens just took full advantage of it, being the most lethal rushing attack in the league. It was just the worst possible case for the Chargers defense. Yeah, and then the Chargers offense just never got it going. Herbert was missing throws, pretty uncharacteristic. Eckler couldn't get it going on the ground at all, had six carries for seven yards. And, I mean, it, they just weren't getting open. The pass rush was making Herbert uncomfortable. So just just a pretty bad game overall. Jared Cook saved his uh, the streamers. <laughs> with his one touchdown but yeah just just kind of a bad day all around for for the chargers offense yeah and the ravens defense have, hasn't been that good no all year so this is definitely a positive for them uh to to hold this lethal of an offense to just six points an offense that we were touting as one of the best in the league last, just just last uh, Thursday. So, yeah, shouts out to the Ravens. They're looking like a deadly team. And Lamar Jackson is creeping into that MVP conversation, which is a loaded this year. But a team that doesn't have anybody near that conversation... <laughs> Uh, both the Panthers and the Vikings. Uh, Vikings somehow won this game. I mean, uh, neither neither team was really really going for it to to get this one. But uh, yeah, the Vikings won this one in overtime, thirty four to twenty eight. I mean, it, it was an overtime game, so everybody ended up looking pretty good on the Vikings side of things. Panthers, not so much. I mean, nobody broke twenty. Uh, nobody really broke 15 outside of Sam Darnold. Pretty surprising given the extra quarter. But, yeah, big day for everybody that had on a purple jersey. So, shouts out Adam Thielen. Huge game. 126 yeah. yards and a touchdown on 11 receptions. And then K.J. Osborne really wasn't doing much until the fourth quarter. <laughs> And then he just took over, ended up getting the game-winning touchdown on a pretty nice throw from Kirk. Yeah. but Yeah, right to the boundary on a deep crosser. Uh, good to get the walk-off TD in overtime. Yeah. Don't even bother giving the other team a chance to have the ball. But the Carolina receivers, a lot like Trevor Lawrence's, they really didn't help him out. A lot of drops. I mean, Robbie Anderson was just 3 for 11. He, yep. he made pay dirt with a touchdown late in the game. The Vikings 
they just love letting teams back into games. Love it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty sure this game was twenty eight to fourteen. It was. <laughs> with with like seven minutes to go in the fourth or something, and and they just let the other team <laughs> score points. Their defense can't stop anybody. Their secondary is atrocious, and Daniil needs. A little more help up front because <laughs> <laughs> he's making more tackles than he is making sacks. Yeah. Uh, Chris Herndon found the end zone, my guy. Uh, but DJ Moore also only five receptions on 13 targets, and he's had a fumble, and I'm pretty sure the Vikings had a punt block. Yeah. No, the Panthers had a punt block. And so just just a weird game. Uh Another another weird game in the books for the Vikings because it seems like every time it's just some strange affair. And they like going to OT. <laughs> Whether it. they win it or lose it in OT, they like that extra time. Hey, they like giving their fans free football. It was nice to see Dalvin back and healthy. 29 carries, 140 yards, found the end zone. I was surprised they gave him 29 carries. I figured there'd be like a... a kind of 60 40 split cook to, to madison but they just said hey no nope. you feeling okay he's like yep and they're like all right they go go nah. get your 30 carries and your 31 touches hey oh they got, henry they gotta buy this week he's gotta you know they got time so whatever whatever you just seen i, I ain't that far yet <laughs> derrick henry just had a 76 yard touchdown run oh my god Derrick Henry doing Derrick Henry things. Uh, but we can move on to our hometown Packers taking out the Bears 24-14. to 14. Aaron Rodgers, again, staking claim to Soldier Field. Uh, just a, that, not, a, not a fantastic game for the pass catchers, uh, but Aaron Jones with a cool 21. It's, you love to see that. And then Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard getting double digits. Uh, Devontae with 89 receiving yards on four catches, and then Lazard with the little shovel pass touchdown. So, solid game, obviously overshadowed by the fact that Aaron Rodgers scores the rushing <laughs> touchdown and yells, I fucking own you to the Chicago crowd. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's getting the double bird from a lady. Yep. <laughs> and then he said he blacked out. Yep. The next thing you know, he's I can't I can't wait to hear what he says on the Pat McAfee show. Oh man, Pat McAfee is going to be pressing him for a good Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. It's going to be great. But uh, this was kind of the week of the handcuffed running back kind of fulfilling their roles. With Khalil Herbert in this game, he had 19 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown. You could kind of expect that to happen because Green Bay's defense is not very good. And so, I mean, if you had to spot somebody uh, off the wire, it, Khalil Herbert would have been a great pickup, and he definitely delivered. Yeah, it would be interesting to see whether they split the carries next week with Damian Williams coming back off of COVID if he is active. Uh, but, yeah, Herbert, he, he looked good. He looked good. Let's hope that, like, last time they had a good running back that looked really good. 
and then they brought in another one, and then they split time between the two, and then they both kind of became ineffective. Let's hope the Bears don't do that, because back when Jordan Howard was with them, he looked really good. And then yep. they draft Montgomery, try splitting time, then they both look bad, and then now David Montgomery finally got the backfield again last year when Tariq Cohen went out, looked really good, and then he goes down to IR, and now it's Khalil Herbert. So, we'll see. Uh, there was one weird play where it looked like it was an offsides or a neutral zone infraction mm-hmm. by the Packers D-line. Fields thought he had a free play. Hucks went up into the end zone. He gets picked off by Savage, and then everyone was just like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, it was a, Fields had two of those plays where he just kind of chucked it up to the back of the end zone. One was the pick that he thought was a free play. It looked like it should have been a free play. Uh, Brett's not listening to this podcast, so it's not like he's going to be like, oh, I was right, I told you. But then he had another one where it was just kind of a bad decision, and he just kind of chucked it. But both of them, Allen Robinson just decided to stop running his route on yeah. both of them, which is just fantastic to see that he's just done trying in Chicago in general. He's given it the old Kevin Love treatment. Yeah, but Darnell Mooney yes. is stepping right up and taking over the wide receiver one role there, which, I mean, isn't that uh, fruitful, <laughs> but... Five receptions, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, luckily, he got the touchdown, so his fantasy day looked pretty good. But if not, this would have been a pretty bad day again for the Bears receivers. Uh, Cole Komet? Yeah, he got a, he got a couple Ooh. looks. I mean, he's, he's 49 yards. the only tight end that's getting snaps now, basically. That's running routes, I should say for the Bears, so that that might be a nice guy to target in Dynasty for sure. Yeah, they finally... (laughs) They don't want to do the Jimmy Graham (laughs) red zone. (laughs) Throw it up to him. I'm shocked. Let him him try to grab it with one hand. Yeah, I mean, they Uh, have Allen Robinson to just throw it up to and make contested catches, so I don't see why they were doing that at all last year either. I, I don't know. But moving on to a team with a bunch of really good pass catchers and someone to supplement them, the Cincinnati Bengals won 34-11, to and they established the run because they had 18 carries for 94 yards with Joe Mixon, and then he had five catches for 59 yards and a long touchdown catch. Chris Evans also got involved. He had three receptions for 49 yards and a touchdown, a beauty wheel over the shoulder. That's a really nice catch. Mm -hmm. And then you go down. Jamar Chase, of course, made a huge play again. Gets loose behind. Auden Tate ends up scoring the touchdown, which doesn't help anybody. (laughs) And then T. Higgins with three receptions for 44 yards. So Jamar Chase is just a star. He's good at football. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> good football player. He loves yep. contact. You seen him getting out on was it the Mixon touchdown? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Getting out in front and just laying out the DB, paving the way for him to get to the end zone. Love it. It just proves that preseason, off season, it means nothing when the bright lights are on and the guy's performing. 
he's he's stepping up. Yep. Trust your scouting guys because everybody knew that Jamar Chase was going to be a stud. And then if you got scared off by the preseason stuff, that's on you because Jamar Chase is a stud. And it, pairing him up with Joe Burrow Ugh. is just the most perfect thing. I love this Cincy offense. Mm-hmm. Once they get an even better, healthy O-line, yes, it's going to be fun. Cincy's going to be fighting for the top of that division. This team's 4-2. and two. And one of the losses was yeah. to the Packers last week. Yeah. That they could have won. That was a weird game. Yeah. Yeah. If McPherson could have made a kick in that windy, weird stadium, then they'd have been fine. But a, a team that won't be fighting for the top of the division anytime soon, the Lions scored a cool 11. Uh, Jared Goff looked bad. Yeah. One of the first games where he looked like truly bad Goff. Um, but DeAndre Swift saved his day with a garbage time touchdown, which is exactly what you want to see if you have DeAndre Swift. You want him getting those late receptions and touchdowns just as Goff is checking down to him while the defense is playing off. So he leads the league in yards after catch. So that's that's exactly what you're looking for. But outside of that, very lackluster day. TJ Hawkinson was the only other bright spot. He had that tight end performance that you're looking for with one of those top four tight ends. He had eight receptions for 74 yards. So, shouts out to TJ. Amon Ross St. Brown getting a two-point conversion. Five receptions on seven targets, only 26 yards. Doesn't surprise (laughs) me. That's that's Goff. Goff threw 42 times. Yep. 28 for 42 for 202 yards. That's the guy has a puss arm. He, he, big, he can't. He, I, I just want to see him try to throw the ball as far as he can. That this reminds me of Tua. It's like, yeah, but worse. This is it worse really than is. Tua's game because Tua had thirty-three completions for three hundred twenty-nine yards. He, Goff didn't even get close to ten yards per completion. No, Jesus. What else did the Lions get in that trade? Because, <laughs> man, they, uh, they get to go to L.A. next week. I think they got – they got they definitely sent a pick – or got a pick back with, with Goff. With Goff. Uh, well, hopefully that's that, the price of getting rid of Hopefully Goff. that pick becomes a, a quarterback. Good, quarter, good quarterback. <laughs> Uh, two teams that don't have that good of quarterbacks, the Colts and Houston in a divisional matchup. Colts end up just trouncing them 31-3. to Jonathan Taylor, RB1 season, baby. It is 14 carries. 14, 14 carries. only. Why? 145 yards. My man just makes it happen. He's two touchdowns, 28.8 PPR points. I mean, it's just stupid. He is so good. He should get 25 touches a game. It it baffles me At that least. they don't give him the ball more. Yeah. They want to give five carries to Marlon Mack so they can try to trade him, but he's only running for 12 yards. <laughs> and then Naeem, Naeem Hines, Hines shouldn't be getting carries at all. Like, just no. have him catch passes. That's just, what he's, he's really good at catching passes. So is Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's, it's, this should be a bell cow backfield, but Frank Reich... I don't the, know. The... 
it's, it's not even a hot hand at this point because no, Jonathan Taylor not. has the hot hand. Oh, man. But Paris Campbell and T.Y. Hilton are were back in action for this game. Paris Campbell, with his one reception, ended up scoring a 51-yard touchdown. So that's solid. Uh, then he left the game. Hilton. Then he left the game, yeah. He hurt again. What was it, a foot? I think it was yeah, a foot something, something lower body. Yeah, significant foot injury. Uh, and then T.Y. Hilton came back, had four for four for 80 yards, which is a pretty solid day. Uh, very Brandon Cooks-like, uh, but Brandon Cooks ended up getting back on track with nine receptions for 89 yards, which is what you're looking for. And Houston's just still not getting Stinky. in the end zone. Not Stinky. getting in the end zone. It's true. Yeah, any interest in uh, Mark Ingram at all? Nico Collins ended up getting four receptions for 44 yards. And he, he was on IR for three weeks. He played his first the first two weeks. So first time playing in a while, ended up getting four catches for 44 yards. So that's, that's nice to see for people that got him later in the dynasty drafts. But Moelle Cox, again, gets another touchdown. Uh, but really the story at the end of the day is Jonathan Taylor is a monster. He should be getting fed like Dalvin Cook and all those guys. I mean, it's criminal that he's putting getting over 10 yards a carry and scoring two touchdowns, and he can't get more than 14 carries. I ugh, Gross. You hate to see it. You, you hate to see it. And unfortunately with T.Y. coming back, uh, the Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, ascension yeah. really hit a halt. Uh, barely barely did anything just two for three 35 yards they gave him a carry for three yards you hate to see it yeah but. and then with Paris Campbell going out though there'll be more more work available for him even though he only got one target at the end of the day but they more, just don't more snaps they don't want Wentz really even throwing the ball that much I don't he threw him. the ball 20 <laughs> 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 But then it's like, if you're not going to have him throw the ball, let Jonathan Taylor run the ball. It's true. That's what they should do. Uh, you know who did throw the ball a lot? Yes. Daniel Jones. Yes, he did. 29 for 51. 242 <laughs> passing yards. Three interceptions. Three carries for four yards and a fumble. Two fumbles. One lost. Awesome. Even better. So, yeah, Daniel Jones, I don't know why they let him play in this game. <laughs> he was half unconscious on his feet like six days ago. So I, I don't even blame Daniel Jones for this. I don't even – this is just bad job by the, the, the training staff for the Giants – that that was rude of them to make Daniel Jones go out there and try to make decisions against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and this uh, yeah so Daniel Jones had an awful day went back to vintage Daniel Jones I think I think that hit to the head yeah made him forget that he's a pretty decent quarterback for the first four weeks of the season and then on the Rams side, everybody kind of got going in this game. I mean, Matt Stafford, 
he had a pretty solid game. Ended up with four touchdowns, uh, 250 yards, and Cooper Cup, beneficiary of two of those, right back to his wide receiver one form, nine receptions, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. Good for 35.8 PPR points. Robert Woods, he ended up getting a touchdown. It seems like when Cooper Cup is cooking, Robert Woods just isn't relevant in this offense. But did find the end zone. He did find the end zone. So if he doesn't, it's there's not much going on there, but he ended up finding it. Daryl Henderson, also really solid game. 21 carries, 78 yards, a touchdown, and then 29 yards through the air and another touchdown. So it doesn't look like Sony Michelle is cutting into the work too much. No, Henderson, 15 PPR points in every game. He is the running back 13 in PPR, and that's with missing week three against Tampa Bay. So it's like he's going to get the touches on – he's going to get the first touches on the goal line, I should say. Yep. Yep. So just – Another guy similar to Leonard Fournette. You got the running back in this high-powered offense that's going to be scoring a lot of points every week, and and they don't care if they're up big. They're going to continue to pour it on every single game, similar to Tampa Bay. Yeah, and then something I didn't mention on the Giants side of things: Sterling Shepard is back, and he's still Daniel Jones' favorite target. Yeah, fourteen targets, ten receptions, seventy-six yards. And then Kadarius Tony unfortunately left, re-aggravated the ankle that was keeping him out during the during training camp. So unfortunate for the Kadarius Tony breakout that was kind of happening. But Sterling Shepard should be just getting funneled to targets until everybody's back, which won't be for a few weeks. It's looking like. And Tony was three for three for thirty-six yards on their first drive of the game. So yeah. it, was, it was looking like it was going to be another explosion. And instead, those looks started going to Dante Pettis, who was 5 for 11 for 48 yards. A who name I did not think I was going to hear, honestly. Oh, man. Giants suck. Giants, with their handcuff running back, Devontae Booker, only had 10.9. Didn't end up getting the goal line touch for the touchdown. But the handcuff running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, Daryl Williams ended up getting the goal line touches, ended up getting two touchdowns, which is just exactly what you want with your handcuff running he back. He looked like he shouldn't be the handcuff. <laughs> he looked like he is should be their goal line running back regardless because he looks stronger. It, Clyde, Clyde feels like a pass-catching back, and that's about He's, it, unfortunately. Uh, yep, a third down back is what yeah. Clyde looks like. Kind of J.D. McKissick. Yeah. But well, Daryl Williams looked like a bona fide starter. Patrick Mahomes, he looked great. I mean, he had one tipped interception, one that could have been his fault, but basically 400 yards, two touchdowns, 31 yards on the ground. I mean, he, he's playing a little loose with the ball. Extremely but, loose, I would say. It I just, mean – it's it's borderline careless at times. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I I looked at all of his turnovers just to kind of see what was going on because mm-hmm. he has eight interceptions so far this year. Five of them have been off of wide receivers' hands. But he had the one where he's yeah. fallen down. That's mm-hmm. a Daniel Jones play. 
Yep. He had <laughs> just trying the, to the make other that three pass. were completely on him trying to be a hero. Where he had one where he was falling in that Ravens game, and then he had one where he was kind of fading and throwing into like overthrowing into double coverage against the Chargers, and I can't think of the other one, but yeah. Mahomes blow loosey goosey with the ball, but Tyreek Hill ended up getting back on track here. Nicole Hardman being their wide receiver too, and Travis Kelsey doing Travis Kelsey things. So not a whole lot of new on their side of things. Washington defense still doesn't look good. Nope. Tyler, Taylor Heineke looking worse every week. Yeah, looking unfortunately. Like getting close to Fitzpatrick returning, though. So that's a positive for for Washington that they can kind of get that juice back into the offense. Antonio Gibson, the leg injury, not looking too great because uh, he has a stress fracture in his shin. Uh, so J.D. McKissick could be looking at a lot more work just in general for the rest of the season just until that is healed. They probably should just sit him, put him on IR, but I don't think that that's in the in the cards for them right now. But J.D. McKissick had a nice day. He had eight receptions for 65 yards on top of 45 yards on the ground for a cool 19 PPR points. But... Everybody else on this team, outside of your guy, Ricky Seals-Jones. What'd I tell you? 58 yards and a tutty, 15 PPR points. I mean, he's a mainstay at tight end until Logan Thomas comes back. Yes, game. Just, it was, they did the Sean Taylor jersey retirement. Really? It was a joke. They had no speeches or anything at halftime for him. Uh, I guess they had their sideline VIP section was, like, marked off right on top of his number 21 that was on the field. Like, you got the whole sideline. Yeah. And then on top of all this, they wear the ugliest jersey and helmet combination I think I've ever seen. I cannot stand when the jerseys and the helmets don't match the same color. Yeah. They had this weird... It was like a crimson, but like a burnt crimson helmet, almost like a Bama crimson helmet, and then maroon, like Minnesota Gopher jerseys. <laughs> they look or they looked like Boston College. Yeah, I thought it was disgusting. Florida overall. State is what it reminds yeah, me. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, the the thing is, the NFL banned helmet changes because of the concussion rules so you can only wear your same helmets in every game which makes no sense because they get new helmets for every game anyway so like the packers can't wear those brown helmets anymore like they used to and then the uh the football team used to wear like the yellow helmets with the radio shack logo on them but they can't do that now it's just i don't know I, I don't – that's a silly rule. And then the, the halftime thing was a joke because they announced it a week before to cover up the fact that their GM was emailing with John Gruden in the emails that got John Gruden fired. So they're like, oh, look at this. Like, we're retiring Sean Taylor's number. But you have to do that before the season. You cannot schedule that one week in advance. That it makes no sense. 
I I don't know. I don't. Well, I I heard that something like this was scheduled, and then they just kind of announced it. Like I I don't think it was set up a week ago. No. Yeah. Right. But but, but still, it was like I don't know this. This team is kind of is is handled poorly, extremely, extremely. They they need their rebrand. They need to clean house, change their colors. I don't know, yeah. but I, they gotta the Washington just, Redskins and football team needs to be the past. They, exactly. This, it this needs to be the Red Wolves. Move, yep, move forward. Get some better juju into the game. Get something. I just realized Julio Jones is number two. Yep. I. Yep. Wow. Okay. Uh, but anyway. Sorry. That's... You know a team that has good juju? The Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I was going to say, nope. No, no. They, they have no juju. That's right a bad now. juju. <laughs> <laughs> they have no juju. Uh, 37 to 14. This offense continues to be unstoppable i mean the, the wide receiver combination of hopkins green kirk and rondale every week is mm-hmm. just so hard to guard i mean then you add james connor and chase edmonds as the compliment kyler looking like another one of those mvp candidates uh, just a crazy game baker mayfield does not look good he's obviously hurt no a, but on top of that, he's just not playing well in general. There's, they had a really weird play where he was like scam scrambling around, keeping the play alive, and then all of a sudden he just stops and like stood straight up, with the ball on his side, like a like like a controller died <laughs> in the middle of Madden, and dude just stopped and stood up, and then he got drilled. It's like, what is going on? Yeah. It's like and then, he, go ahead. He's, he's just really struggling to deliver the ball. I mean, I, I get he's playing through injury, but at this point, is it just better to, to sit? bench him? It's better I, to I, bench him. I don't think he's playing Thursday. It, it's, he said he's gonna, which just seems nuts to me because he had his arm in a sling after dislocating his shoulder. His his arm is so bad. You, your shoulder is going to keep dislocating. Yeah, that's how over it works and over and have, over. Yeah, when you have a torn labrum, your shoulder is extremely prone to popping out of place. And the way he's taking punishment because he's trying to buy time and their tackles are hurt, he's just going to keep getting hit over and over again. They have no run game right now because Kareem Hunt is now out four to six weeks with a calf injury, and we don't know if Nick Chubb's going to be back for Thursday with this quick turnaround. It's just coming at the worst time. They don't have a bye until December, I think. So this yeah. is this it's is extremely a, late. A, a rough situation for the Browns. Donovan Peoples-Jones looked good. I mean, mm-hmm. he caught the Hail Mary, made it look a lot better, but he looked good in general. He plowed over a DB on his way to that one <laughs> touchdown. Yep. So... And then yeah. did, did did Odell get hurt again? Yeah, he he banged up his other shoulder. So he he hurt his left shoulder, I think, before, and then he fell on his right shoulder. They're thinking it might be an AC joint, but he had a decent game. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, that's it's just really unfortunate for Odell that he just is getting dinged up game after game. And they thought they were going to have Jarvis Landry back for the game, and then he never got activated off of IR. <laughs> you got the short week. So we might be getting Case Keenum now, Thursday night. I, yeah. It's... What are the Browns? Are they three and three now? Yeah. I, yeah. Three and three. So go Bengals. Who day? What? Ravens five and one. What you oh, talking about? Right. Your 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 boys. That's the squad. Oh. oh my god. But they uh, the report just came out that Nick Chubb has not been ruled out yet. Uh, him and Odell did not practice today. So it's not looking great for either of them since they have to play on Thursday. So we might be getting Demetric Felton and Ernest Johnson in the backfield. Yep, De Ernest. Yeah. Not Ernest. No. De Ernest. Uh, Then we can move on to a divisional matchup between Las Vegas and Denver. Las Vegas rallying after the John Gruden firing. Derek Carr played very well. Mm -hmm. He had 341 yards on 18 completions, basically the opposite of Tua (laughs) Tungavailoa. And and Jared (laughs) Goff. Yeah. He was finding rugs downfield, like, often. I mean, I think he caught two bombs. He had one for a touchdown. So you're starting to kind of expect it, that that rugs deep ball once a game. He's making the most out of his targets every single week. I mean, he's usually not getting more than five catches, but he's still getting 20 yards per catch every single week. And then he still can take the top off if he gets loose on one of them. And then Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs split in the backfield, but Kenyon Drake ended up with two touchdowns. He only ended up with, like, 70 yards, but at the end of the day, he led the team in fantasy points. So six, Yeah, Kenny, six touches. Yeah. Made the most of them. Sure did. So. I mean, he's the, the pass catching back in that backfield. So if you're in PPR, there's your J.D. McKissick to your Antonio Gibson and Josh Jacobs. I don't know. Josh Jacobs had one catch for 29 yards. It's true. I'd, I'd again, like to see it. He's not bad at catching the ball, just like all of these guys that are <laughs> splitting snaps with the pass catching bat. Yep. Oh, Taylor Lewan. Yeah, not looking great. He's getting carted scary. off in the, on the board. Uh, but Cortland Sutton had a really another nice day. Yeah, fourteen targets, eight receptions. Like yep, that. eight receptions on fourteen targets for ninety-four yards. Thing is, they have nobody else to throw to. Yeah, I mean, Tim Patrick, Tim Patrick and Font are the other two. Yeah, and then Kendall Hinton, who is still getting targets. Five targets. Respect it. But, yeah, Noah Fant, 9 for 11 for 97 yards and a touchdown. Elite. Elite production for Noah Fant. As Broncos team was definitely one of the 3-0 pretenders, very similar to the Carolina Panthers. Yes. Just they didn't play good teams and – why they had three wins. Teddy Bridgewater, 
he is what he is. He's not going to go win you a game. It's just he's he's a game manager. I mean, he was 35 for 49, 334 yards, three touchdowns. But he had the three interceptions. He did have that one last fumble. One bad. So it's – they'll be looking for a quarterback still. They're in yep. the Rodgers sweepstakes next year. I'm if sure they're does. still in the Deshaun sweepstakes as well. Yep. And then these running backs – just do the same exact thing. <laughs> it's like, it was... <laughs> Javante Williams, 11 carries, 53 yards. Melvin Gordon, 10 carries, 50 yards. Javante Williams. Javante Williams, three catches, <laughs> 15 yards. Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, three catches, 23 yards. So it's... They're gotta love it. just committing to the timeshare with the two. And I guess it it's just going to be that way. They're just going to do it that way, which yep. is disappointing. You would love to see the young kid and see what he can do with a full game, but well, unless an injury comes, it's you, it's you didn't get. draft either of these guys in a redraft expecting either of them to really take control of this backfield. Javante's outlook in, in Dynasty still is looking great, especially because they're saving his legs. In these early, so if you're a rebuilding team and you took Javante, you're in a really good spot because you can still feasibly tank and have this ex- like really good talent. Because if you look at the runs that Javante has versus the runs that Melvin Gordon has, they don't look the same at all when you're watching no. the games. No, <laughs> just like the stat, the the books end up looking the same at the end of the week, but. Javante is like a electric playmaker and Melvin Gordon gets like tough yards, but Javante has one run a game where it's just like, wow, that guy is talented. Jonathan Taylor esque. Like, oh hey, yeah. he should be getting more touches than he already <laughs> has. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. <sighs> we could talk about another timeshare over in Dallas. Zeke Elliott was 69 yards, seven receptions for 50 yards. Such and love then to see. Tony Pollard, 41 yards on the ground, 22 yards for the air on three catches. Again, pretty even split. 18.9 PPR points for Zeke, 16.7 for Pollard. Well, Pollard is actually returning kicks. Returning kicks. So he had 74 return yards, so more of a nine so Tony Pollard, but still, not, I mean, that's yeah. still a nine. If that's your RB two, that's yeah, in the flex spot as well, absolutely. But the story was Dak Prescott and Ceedee Lamb hooking up often late in the game. Yeah, because Ceedee Lamb not doing great through two and a half quarters, and then Dak's like, "All right, in case of emergency, break glass." <laughs> Go find CD Lamb. Ends up with nine receptions, 149, two touchdowns, including the walk off in overtime. You just love to see it. Get your best players the ball between Zeke and CD. They're just incredible playmakers. Elusive. I mean, they can make something out of nothing. And Dallas's offense is a juggernaut. But, they, I mean, they could have lost this game. Absolutely. Could have lost this game. 
I mean, yeah. it went into OT. Uh, was was there a missed kick late in this game? Uh, yeah, they trotted Zerline out again for a 51-yarder, and he hooked it instead of going for it on, like, fourth and one. Uh, McCarthy. <laughs> Classic Mike. Classic. Classic Mike. And then uh, I believe he called a timeout with – 20 something seconds left. Yeah. When he was going to kick the field goal afterwards, instead of just running the clock down to four <laughs> seconds and then kicking the field goal like everybody does, so then they don't have a chance to touch the ball. But uh, yeah. the the running backs for New England, I mean, Damian Harris, 101 on the ground. Ramondre Stevenson ended up getting a goal line touchdown out of the doghouse. I mean, not really. He only had five carries, but. You got the goal line work, and that's what really matters if you got him. Three for three through the air for 39 yards, though. He's yeah. taken more of those Brandon Bolden plays, <laughs> so that's that's nice. Yeah, maybe Bill Belichick actually is starting to go to practice, and it's like, wow, Brandon Bolden is really not good. Jacoby Myers found the end zone uh, on a two-point conversion. Yeah. I was going to say, I... He, he had got, a touchdown called back. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, I was about ready. Days since Jacoby Myers last entered end zone, I was going to erase the, like, 1,655 and put down zero. Zero. I got the eraser oh. out, and I saw the flag, and I was like, oh, poor guy. And then to put salt on the wound, they're like, oh, we'll draw you up the two-point conversion play. We got you. We'll get you in the end zone. But... Kendrick Bourne did find the end zone uh, <laughs> a broken play, uh, not a broken play, a broken coverage where Trayvon Diggs, who has been on a tear with pick, his... <laughs> Literally a pick six, the play yeah. before. And then he just got shook out of his shoes on a sluggo, and Kendrick Bourne was found wide open, beautiful throw by Mac Jones I... in the end zone. I blame the safety over the top more yeah, than I blame deep. Trayvon Diggs. Because yeah. then the safety came right up and ran right past Yeah, Kendrick Bourne. Yep. So it was like, it, when you're supposed to be over the top, not let anyone pass you, and then you just sprint right past the guy. Yeah. But so, yeah, that's what yeah, you get the, when the you got safety. Trayvon Diggs. The safety was super, super deep, and Trayvon Diggs knows he has safety help, so he thinks he can jump that slant. So he goes, jumps the slant, and then Mac Jones has time to get it between them. And like you said, the safety just made an awful play on the ball. So Just a yeah. horrible angle to try to make a play. And then, yeah, Kendrick Bourne to the house. It's like this game – was like summed up in about three minutes in the fourth yep. quarter, like all the action happened in that time. But Trayvon Diggs has 142 receiving yards on the season. Just a fun fact. <laughs> got more touchdowns than Jacoby Myers in his got, career. <laughs> got more touchdowns. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think he has more touchdowns than Allen Robinson does this year too. Man, <laughs> it's tough. How the out mighty here. have fallen. <laughs> it is tough out here. Oh man! But then we can move on to our Sunday night football game, 
the Geno Smith Ben Roethlisberger rock fight. Geno <laughs> uh, actually played fine until I mean, he lost the game. Until he lost the game, but I, I I'll give that to T.J. Watt more than than Geno because that was you know great players make great plays, but Najee, it's that dude. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-four carries. Play. 81 yards, 46 through the air, six catches, and a touchdown. He is the definition of a workhorse. And then on the other side, Alex Collins, another one of those handcuffed running backs, 101 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Exactly what you need. Like I was saying before with uh, Daryl Williams and Khalil Herbert, I mean, these guys just coming in, filling roles, and making it work. Proves. Unfortunately... Proves so, that you can pick up a running back and you don't need to pay him ever. Hey, but Najee Harris on the other side, getting it done. It's true. It's true. At some Sometimes. I mean. I mean, But they don't. You, you draft him. You draft him, but you, you don't draft pay him. him. You don't pay him. I, I, I see. Gives you, gives you money to beef up a defense that sucks once in a while. But it's true. I know, mean, maybe get a I'm quarterback. Not, I'm not a general manager. Uh, Deontay Johnson My doing guy. his thing. Yeah. Uh, nine catches on 13 targets. He just gets double-digit targets every game. Yep. Chase Claypool with a stinker, which is bound to happen with that kind of player. Uh, Fryermuth getting Ooh, involved. You like Seven that, catches. too. Yep. Love that. Uh, Tyler Lockett, again, deep ball dependent, and he doesn't have the mind-meld chemistry with Geno that he had with Russ. So it might be a tough six weeks for Tyler Lockett. Well, Russ was, they said that he was supposed to be bending his finger like 10%, and I guess he was bending it all the way to 50% already. 75. 75? Yeah. So I I can imagine he's just like at home every night. (laughs) Running through. He's talking to himself, running plays. He's got a whole, I bet he's got like a half field in his backyard or in his basement with a giant mirror too so he can watch himself dude's weird russell wilson is a weird dude (laughs) it's true but But, yeah uh but seattle is in like treacherous waters because they don't have their first and then russ with all the i never said i want to be traded but you know if you did trade me you know Las Vegas, <laughs> Chicago, you know, yeah. New Orleans. You know, I'm yeah. but, but I, I don't want to be trying. So. Yeah, so there's there's a world where they have to – where they suck this year, have to get a first-round pick back because they traded for Jamal Adams. So the Jets have their first. Jamal Adams, best in the nation. Man. PFF ranked 62 out of 85. That was That was something. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. And now we're in Monday Night Football. Stefan Diggs is back on track. He's got yep. six receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown right now. And there's still 47 seconds left in the first half. Uh, Josh Allen, this is a pretty sloppy game yeah. in general. Both quarterbacks already have thrown a pick. Brian Tannehill's four for 12. But Derrick Henry 
has eight carries for 90 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. I mentioned earlier that he had the long one for 76 yards. Uh, so, yeah, Julio Jones is back. He's got two receptions for 53 yards. Uh, not a whole lot else going on. So, oh, Cole Beasley just, just scored right now. So, another touchdown. The Bills will be up 20-17 to 17 pending the extra point. And there you have it. There you have it. That is this week's – I'm surprised this is a game. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I thought that Tennessee's defense was going to be so bad. And the I mean, offense, Buffalo's they, defense. They picked off Josh Allen uh, down in their own end zone and then – well, down on their own side of the field. And then Ryan Tannehill ran one in. So, yeah. Yeah. That is uh, football. You, you got a you got a heat check? Uh, no. I mean, I was I I was thinking of them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write it down, so yeah, it'll be pending for Thursday. Okay, okay. I'll I'll save mine for Thursday then too. All right. We can we can wrap up that one with a, a solid heat check. We'll keep this one short with bye weeks. These will be nice, crisp, hour-long podcasts. We're not going to be raving on for an hour 40 unless the games are super crazy. Yeah. This, and this really? Week, not too crazy. Nah, most of them kind of sucked. Yeah, pretty. A lot of one-sided affairs and then a lot of yeah. overtime games by teams that suck. So uh, Yeah, a lot of games that you just kind of expected to happen where it's like Indy blows out the Texans. Texans. Cincinnati yeah. blows out the Lions. The Rams blow out the Giants. Kansas City blows out Washington. I mean, the Minnesota wins an overtime game against Carolina. <laughs> and Packers then beat the Bears. And then the two games that were good games, the Chargers and the Ravens was a blowout, and the Cardinals and the Browns was a blowout. So, Yep. It is what it is. Football's dumb. Football is dumb. It continues to be dumb. Very unpredictable, and that's why we have a podcast about fantasy, because we like to try to predict things and be wrong. It's fun. It's true. <laughs> I did say Thursday that Browns are going to win. <laughs> and that they're hey, so defensive Tyler league. was the only one that didn't. Huh? So, shouts out Tyler. Knows a thing or two. Knows a thing or two about a thing or two. <laughs> but thank you for joining us for e- another edition of the Firestarters podcast. You can follow us at Firestarters on Twitter. You can send in questions to our email or our Twitter via DM. Our email is firestarterspod at gmail.com. We appreciate the listen, and we will see you next time. We won't see you. We'll talk to you next time, and you'll listen, because this is a one-sided thing. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Good night. (laughs)